0: Movies have been around forever. You have your good, your bad, and everything in between. What if you could take two actors or actresses and switch their roles? How would that affect movie history, those movies, and in broader terms, the movie landscape? Today on the Going Off Topic podcast, we look at switching Nick Cage and Matthew McConaughey and how their careers would be different. Welcome in to the brand new Going Off Topic podcast under the Anything But Credible Network. I'm here with Dugues. Uh, You heard the intro. We got a great conversation on movies going today. Uh, McConaughey and Nick Cage, if you switch their careers, you know, what would be the outcome? What is that alternate universe? What does it look like? Uh, Let's throw it over to Dugues real quick. How you doing, man? Good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. Well, uh, I I came up with a new nickname for you. Oh, Okay. You know, you go by Dukes, but yeah. with this new thing we're doing here, I think uh, when you start calling you The Architect. The Architect. Bill Simmons, you know, the podfather. Yeah. I think you, you deserve a new nickname, The Architect. Wait, is it, he's The Podfather? That's what they call him. Oh, I didn't know that. Listen,
1: I don't know what you call me. I really don't. Hey, I'm, I'm cool with whatever. I just got to say, if we get a chance to talk about Nick Cage, I'm in. If we have, If we get a chance to talk about Nick Cage comparing careers or throwing him into any kind of alternate universe and switching roles with any other like i'm i'm it so i'm just glad that i got the invite for this conversation
0: of course of course so yeah we're going to talk about uh nick cage matthew mcconaughey their movies if you were to switch their roles uh what would be the outcome of their careers i i wrote a blog (laughs) topic on this uh i made a i guess you could say a graph of their careers i think there's a jumping off point where they're pretty even and then Cage takes a sharp right turn downhill. McConaughey hits this peak and he's been riding that peak ever since. Maybe.
1: Do we do we know? I mean, that's the thing. I, I have some serious thought. I mean I think I'm interested to see I, I know that we talked about it a long time ago and you said you wrote about it, but I'm interested to talk about it again. Cause it has been some time and man, I got some thoughts. I feel like it could go a few
0: different ways. Good, good. And that's the, you know, we're going to go deep on this topic. We did talk about it before, but this, we're going to go a little bit deeper, discuss a little bit more, uh, where they, you know, where they're even, where they kind of fall off, where he jumps up. Uh, and if, if we were in an alternate universe, could Nick Cage be Matthew and McC- Matthew McConaughey's role? where he's getting all these commercials, big movies, and could McConaughey be in Nick Cage's role, where he's taking any movie that comes his way? He has to because he owes the IRS millions and millions of dollars. Uh, So, you know, I I think uh, we could just kind of jump into it. I think, you know, we all know Nick Cage. I mean, the man's a classic. Yeah, of course. He's notoriously, he's notorious for any movie that comes his way, he has to take. He makes... I mean, four or five movies a year. He's just constantly <laughs> working, which is hilarious. And I think now he's on, uh, I don't even think he gets DVDs anymore. I think they just go straight to Netflix. So I
1: actually, weirdly enough, I think you're 100% right. But what's weird is I randomly a few weeks ago was on Netflix and I searched something. I wasn't even looking for Nick Cage. I was looking for a movie that started with an and I can't even remember what it was. But Nick Cage came up and I just caught myself randomly, you know, like, okay, I'll check this out or whatever. And do you know how many Netflix movies Nick Cage has right now?
0: Yeah, oh, there's gotta be ton. the most. I mean, he's gotta to have, be, it's as, probably between, it's at least probably 15. Uh, yeah. I mean, they a double digits for sure. It, there's so many of, like I said, I don't even think it's DVDs anymore. I no. think it just goes, <laughs> well, Nick Cage made a movie. We'll just pop that on Netflix. Hope some people watch it.
1: Yeah. I, it's amazing. I, I can I before you get into it? Can I? I, I feel like I got to ask you a, a start off question, please. I think the people are dying to know. I mean, it's got to be one of the first questions that come to your mind is, what made you think of McConaughey versus Nick Cage? I, I mean, where did why those two?
0: Uh, you could say I'm, I'm kind of a I'm a Nick Cage fan. I, I would say for so. some reason. <laughs> uh, I'm not so. sure why. Uh, I think this all came down to. Ellen my wife and I were watching Interstellar. Okay. And I was like is this is a really good movie but is McConaughey that good of an actor? Oh, really? So I and I Nick Nick Cage necessarily didn't come into my mind. It was just kind of like, you know, if if I could replace anybody who isn't a great actor, who, you know, who has been in big movies before but has kind of fallen off, who would I put in McConaughey's place? <laughs> And for some reason, my my main man Nick Cage popped in my head, uh, and I also see those Lincoln commercials with McConaughey. Yeah, and those are brutal. I mean, he's so bad. I mean, there's some where I'm just like, what? Are, I mean, he's just sitting there in the car, and there's one where he talks about the back seat of the car, and he's like the back seat is really comfortable. It'll be a shame. You'll never sit in it or something. And I was, I I was like, you know, the writing is not good, but just the way that he delivers that line, it's cringe worthy.
1: So, but okay. First of all, I I would, I find it very interesting that, uh, well, let me start. Number one, I I love just that Nick Cage popped in your head. Anytime that it pops in your head, I think that's great.
0: He's always in the back somewhere. I love that.
1: Number two, you don't hear very, I, the reason that this conversation I think is so great is because you don't hear very many people really, really, really ragging on McConaughey. I feel like he has one of those reps as an actor that everybody just, he just, everybody likes. And, and it's, maybe it's because of his, you know, a lot of his roles are, are likable, especially like his most famous ones probably. But people just, he's one of those guys that everyone just thinks is a cool dude, Yes, you know? And so it's interesting to hear somebody on the other side of it just be like, meh, don't really care. As far as the Lincoln commercials, I think, I, I, re- I really do think you got to blame the writers. But I think the whole point of those commercials is playing off of that cool guy, yeah. the non-actor McConaughey, like the cool guy, like, like the, I'm really this cool in real yeah. life. Now- I will give you some credit because the backseat, out of all the ones that they made, which I don't know who's writing those things and how they keep getting getting made, but there was two of them that really, really stuck out to me. Number one is definitely the backseat one. Uh, it's just that that's just. I'm sorry, but he got screwed on the on the writing on that one. Number two is there's one where he just like casually. Fall like into the wall. Fall trust into the swimming pool, and I'm <laughs> yes. just not
0: sure I understand what what the meaning of you know, that, that is. That, that makes you want to go out and buy a Lincoln car. <laughs> just him, just yeah, trust falling into a pool.
1: They were bad enough. I mean, SNL and everybody was making fun yeah. of them, so it, it, they're not great. But yeah, it's just kind it's kind of weird. I I just I think it's interesting. They're definitely trying to play off the cool guy, whereas Nick Cage. We think that he's a cool dude, and I think in his movies, a lot of his movies, well, his older ones for sure, played the cool guy, but he definitely doesn't have a cool guy rap no. anymore. He, yeah,
0: he's just like, now he's just like a he's got more weirdo. Crazy. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like a weird, like crazy uncle that you go to Thanksgiving, and you're like, I wonder if he's going to show up, and he shows up, and you're like, well, I know where this, this Thanksgiving's going. <laughs> like,
1: okay, so you ta- we talked about McConaughey a little bit, not the biggest fan. Now, feed me, up, give me a little bit of info where you're at on the Nick Cage side of things.
0: I've seen a lot of Nick Cage movies uh his early stuff I feel like he had a really good run of early stuff like I said in this uh this little diagram that I made there I think there's a jumping off point where up until that point he was one of the best one of the best Hollywood actors I mean he had a lot of really good movies and then after that point he takes I think there's one movie in general that really <laughs> that really tanked him and then it's like and then well of course and then he bought. Dinosaur skulls and an <laughs> island and albino snakes, so I think any uh, and I think one of the, one of the things you know any of the uh, any script that came across his desk or his uh, his agent's desk, the IRS is like, yeah, you're doing that one. You don't have a choice because you owe us millions and millions of dollars. So yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's safe to say that it's a good assumption that his career was highly affected by his personal
0: yes. life decision. Yes. And uh, I, not not to bring in another actor, but I think uh right now I think we might be seeing that with Johnny Depp. Uh oh. Where wait, the Nick Cage. I think outline? he could be going down Ooh. that path. But he's 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 a little bit older in his career, so he's he's made a lot of really good movies. But uh I read a Rolling Stone interview yeah. that they did in Johnny Depp. Excellent interview if you could find it. Uh that talked about, you know, he's just I think uh When he did Pirates of the Caribbean and that kind of stuff, I think it really like, he just embraced that really hard. And now he's just, they said he hardly ever leaves his house. He just hangs out in the, like he doesn't have the windows open. He just hangs out in the dark. He just like (laughs) smokes cigarettes in the dark. So yeah, like it was just, uh, it was a really good interview. So if you can find that, but anyway, back to uh, McConaughey and Cage, Uh, what you said about McConaughey, I think that's another reason that I, I don't, I wanted to do this was because you don't find people who are like, oh yeah, he's not a good actor. I, and I don't think there's people, there are people that love him, but I don't think there's people that are like, oh yeah, you, you want, you're you not going to fu- walk down the street and see somebody talking about Matthew McConaughey, I don't think, against all the other actors that are out there. It's like, if you bring him up, then people are like, oh yeah, he's made good movies, he's a good actor, but it, it's not like he's, I mean, he's he's popular, but it's not like he's one of the top 10 actors in the world right now well
1: that's the thing i think that's interesting is i think it's not because of his acting i think it's because everyone just thinks like that's a cool dude a cool guy just the name he's so likable that the name the personality yeah i mean I, i wouldn't put mcconaughey in my top five or top 10 like like actors as far as performance wise now hopefully when we get into this alternate universe here in a second we can actually talk about we're going to talk about those roles and how they yes. you know, would be affected or not. But yeah, it's, it's really weird if you think about it. I think it is much more of a, that dude is a cool dude outside of the camera, off the camera, which affects his, you know, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a couple people. I, I don't want to bring in too many other people either, but I think Mark Wahlberg might be in the McConaughey yeah. side of things where sure. He's, a good actor i'm not saying he's bad there's some movies where he's really good there's also some which uh just <laughs> his most recent <laughs> is yeah. uh not good and i think it's just like oh i would i'd hang out with marky mark i'd drink a beer
0: with him i'd for sure hang out with mcconaughey yeah. i mean i so yeah it's an interesting i think yeah i think that's the biggest thing. thing uh and i mean like before we get into this i never ever wanted to go in depth on either of these guys <laughs> this is like a lot more in depth than i wanted to go but I did it for uh I did it for you you the viewers the the readers the listeners out there, so uh you know it 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 really opened my eyes it was yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun, but uh it was definitely something that I came up with the idea once I started doing it writing i I really took a step back in my life and said what what am I doing here <laughs>
1: man listen bro, she, <laughs> the people need to know yeah the pe- these these are the kind of topics that people need to know that they didn't know yeah. that they needed yeah' no, to know nobody you know I mean?
0: nobody's out there thinking, you know what if we switched in an alternate universe, you know, what if we uh if we switched Matthew McConaughey and Nick Cage. No nobody's out nobody out there is thinking that. But luckily for them. Luckily we're here. I, I'm here for out. you. Yeah. So, you know, let's uh let's get into this their their movie list. So, in 96, 97, 96 McConaughey made that was kind of the beginning for both of them. He made A Time to Kill, which I remember watching in high school. Did we yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. It was, okay. uh, I think, I want to say that Sam, Samuel Jackson's in that movie. It, from what I remember, it was a pretty solid movie. It was kind of his first uh, big, you know, acting chops. Uh, 97. This is a great year for Nick Cage.
1: Is The Time to Kill listed as his first?
0: No. it's it's. I kind of started with their first, uh, like his first big movie, where he first got, okay. I think that was like one of the, when I was looking through his uh, his IMDB page, that was the first one where I was like oh i've I've heard of this movie or I've seen this movie,
1: so I guess we should say that what we're what what you're going through right now is basically your timeline that you outlined for the alternate is it are we going into the alternate uh are we just comparing right now? Yeah, just okay. kind of
0: looking at you know early movies where they start, and then that jumping okay. off point. And then, yeah. we. So, so right now we're looking at more of like a career outline. Yes. Basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep going, man. Career outline. And then after that, we'll look into the the, the jumping off point. And then we'll look at what if we switched them in yes. some of these roles. Yes. Okay. So 97, Nick Cage is a great year. Con, wow. Con Air. Wow. And Face Off. Can I tell you real quick? Two, literally two of my all time favorite yes. movies. Face Off is, it's got to be one of the most ridiculous most incredible movies I bought it for <laughs> Ellen for Christmas I think last year because we watched it and she was like just blown away by how good it was and how awesome it was so I bought that for her but I mean that's a great, that's one year Con Air and Face Off uh, It's amazing, do you know also uh, a lot
1: of people talk a lot of shit on Face Off because it, it is kind of just letting you know real quick Uh, 92% on the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. So that is that's,
0: high. that's that is solid. That's gotta be. Yeah, that's gotta be. That's one of the higher movies I've probably ever seen. Ninety two percent. That is, but that is. I mean, Con Air is a classic. Always on TV. If you're flipping channels, you see Con Airs <laughs> on. You were sitting down and watching the rest. Uh, of
1: there's it. A, like you, we talked about Bill Simmons earlier. It's gotta be rewatchable at some point.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, what would you give it for?
1: What would you give that for? Uh, the, on the tomato oh, meter. Oh
0: man. I mean, that's it's gotta be. It's got. I would. For me, it's higher than Face Off. No way. It's, it's I, Con actually Air not is, that good of a movie. But I really like Con Air. It's Nick, great, though. Nick, I, the Nick Cage hair, the long oh, hair, the gifts you get from the hair. I don't know why
1: he just didn't keep that his entire life.
0: I mean, that's a that's a stud cast, too. Oh, yeah. It's got great support. Yeah. And, so there, I I really, really like Face Off, Travolta, and uh, Nick Cage. But I think that Con Air, I think, uh, for me, is a little bit higher. Wow. But uh, I really do love Face Off.
1: Rotten Tomatoes putting it in as a 55%, which is still, I mean, not as bad as the, some uh, movies I've seen within the last year. But can I tell you, like you said, it's pretty low. It's an all-star year. Yeah. All-star year for
0: Nick Cage, the homie. So then uh, in 2000, Cage just gone in 60 seconds. <sighs> wow. that uh, <laughs> counter Air Face Off wow. gone in 60 seconds. It
1: is I hate to, I don't want to bust the cherry so quick, but is Gone in 60 seconds Nick's peak?
0: Uh, yes, it, it very well could. be. I mean, be. is that his peak? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I now, mean, looking at this list. Uh, I
1: mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm just saying I don't know what came before 97. Did Did he have a lot of credits before 97? No,
0: not many. But uh, I will tell you right now that is
1: a even though he took a you know we're 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 talking about a three year gap here. These three movies right here.
0: Those are, are Hall th- of Famers. Probably. Those are and those are movies that. They will set you up for if you don't go out and buy dinosaur skulls and all that type (laughs) of stuff. Those will set you up for. I mean, he could he could probably could have probably literally done those three movies and been pretty comfortable the rest of his life, living off royalties, living off. Oh yeah. I mean, anything he could have been. Just like you said, how much they replay it on TV. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. I mean, people watch it all the time. Uh, I mean, those three, like I said, those could be, that could be, if you put that up against, I mean, that those. First three movies can go up against some pretty big actors, and you would say, Yeah, it's pretty close. It's a solid trio. Yeah. Very, very solid. Uh, he, uh, and then McConaughey in 2003 did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Uh, I haven't seen that. I don't remember that one. I feel it's like, the like the I've one seen one part. Um, Meg, it's not, uh, it's not Meg Ryan. It's the, it's a blonde.
1: Uh, oh, is that the one with, uh, Julius Stiles? No,
0: that's no, not. That's the one with Heath Ledger. It's, uh, uh, it is. I cannot. Oh, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yes. Gotcha. Kate Hudson. So, like I said, okay. I it's, it's 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 a it's a rom com. Yeah, it's not it, bad. It's a solid solid yeah. movie. Yeah, it's not bad. In two thousand four, Nick Cage does National Treasure, the first one, which I really like. Oh, National wow, Treasure. that's another great one. The wow. first one, first National Treasure, I really like.
1: He's coming out of four four
0: yeah. right hooks. So, and I think he, I mean he did movies in between these some some smaller stuff, but these are kind of the big stuff. Uh, but I National Treasure, I think. It, it it's I think it's a solid movie. It's always on TV. Yeah. Uh. Now when they did the second one, it came down. It was basically National Treasure. They just were yeah. chasing something different. So yeah, that that was not great. Uh. 2005. He does Lord of War. I think we watched that in high school too.
1: I couldn't tell you what that is I'm about. I'm Pretty sure
0: we watched that one in high school. I just,
1: wasn't it really bad? I remember it being really really bad.
0: Uh. I don't think it was great. Uh. I think it was alright. But yeah, I definitely think when you said. Uh, that 60 seconds was Nick Cage's peak. Uh, I don't, uh, you're not wrong. I think after that, it had National Treasures after that, uh, and then it it goes downhill pretty quick. Wait, wait, time out.
1: Lord of War was where he was like, a, his first like serious bad guy role. The, the arms dealer? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I have, maybe we can get into this later when we start talking about alternates, but... Nick Cage is, as a certified bad guy, I don't know if you're winning with that combination. I'm yeah, sorry.
0: You kinda, he's, he's, uh, if he's going to be a bad guy, he's kind of got to be like... Or a like, ass. I mean. Yeah. Even a badass. He he be uh, a bad, I think he could be a bad guy, but there's a certain role that he has to play. I mean, he's got to kind of be like... Dude, it's the Con Air, and it's the gone yeah. 60
1: Seconds. He's a badass, but he's a nice badass. Yeah. He can't be full-on crazy, I'll fuck you up, badass.
0: Yes. So, Lord of War, I'm looking at here, uh, it has a pretty good cast. Nick Cage, Ethan Hawke, Yeah. Jared Leto. Yeah. And then Bridget Moynihan, who yeah. is is pretty big now. I had, had no I knew that Nick Cage was in it, but i totally forgot that Ethan Hawke was in it. Sixty one percent on the tomatoes, man. That's what IMD, IMDb IMDB 7.6 out of ten. Not bad. It's a solid movie. Maybe better than I remember, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, McConaughey does in 06 does failure to launch and we are Marshall. We are Marshall's sports movie. <clears throat> uh it's a good story. I think it was a solid movie. Uh, Failure to launch. I haven't seen maybe since 2006, Mm. so I honestly can't even remember what it was or what it was about. So that I mean, those aren't great. The great two movies for him. I'm giving two thumbs down for those. By the way, okay. If we're talking
1: first five on your chart, it's it's a clear winner. Blowout.
0: That's what you think. I mean, if you were to read those five movies and say. Who had the bigger? Who had the best? Who if those five movies? Who's set up for a bigger career? You're easy saying Nick Cage. Yeah, and yeah. then after I mean, there's no question at this point. So I think in uh, so Nick Cage does National Treasure two in two thousand seven. Okay. McConaughey okay. takes okay. a couple years off till two thousand eight. Uh, I I think this is where the split happens. Two thousand seven. This is where McConaughey goes. Oh seven up, uh, Nick Cage goes down. So Nick Cage in two thousand seven does a an, an extreme amount of movies. Uh, I can't remember. I don't have it written down when he started buying a bunch of the stuff. But I think you know those first five movies he made uh, a ridiculous amount of money. So I think he was feeling the money, was uh, going out and buying a lot of stuff. So this is kind of where. The, the downfall kind of comes. So in 2007, he does. Next. L- let me give you the background on this one. Are you ready for the the blurb about this movie? Yeah, yeah, hit me with it. A Las Vegas magician who can see into the future is oh. pursued by FBI agents oh. seeking to use his abilities to prevent a nuclear terrorist attack. Oh. So, you know, it's uh, it doesn't sound good, but I... I'm pretty sure when I when I originally read on this that he can he can't necessarily he can see only like a few minutes into the future, so it's not like he can even see like a, like the next day. It's like I think it's less than five minutes he can see in the future. So uh, yeah, that that that's uh that's the first movie in 2007. Sick National Treasure two, That's great. Yeah, I think this one really killed him. 2007. I think you him know where, and, where I'm going. I, I think I have an idea. Ghost Rider. Oh, God.
1: I mean, the bane of all is just... Oh, yeah. God.
0: I think Ghost Rider just killed him. I think after Ghost Rider, that's where he just I, drops off the face of the earth and starts having... I think it's a combination of things. I think he had to start taking movies because he was spending money. And then Ghost Rider just compounded on top of that. And it was like, he had, he just dug himself a hole he couldn't get out of. Yeah. And you got a good point. You said it earlier
1: at this time, we just, those lineup that we just said before next, I mean, big movies, he, he he's a, he's big, big face, big yeah. name. I, hot take though, real quick. Um, and I don't ever like to really, really shit on people or say that they should be fired, but ah, I'm sorry, but everyone who was involved in Ghost Rider I'm not saying you need to be fired, but you should at least have some kind of like a two month suspension from work or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is just,
0: yeah, it was,
1: uh, pull cool your hair out. That was, watching. it was,
0: that was God awful. I mean, there's, there's just, probably. there's no other, I mean, it's, it's gotta be one of the worst movies Would you, of top, all time. Top
1: 10 worst movies you've yeah, ever pro- seen. I've ever it's seen. It's gotta that, be. Probably.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think, like I said, I think 2007 is where Nick Cage drops off. McConaughey kind of catches, uh, catches on here. He does in 2008. Fool's Gold. I think that's another one with Kate Hudson. That's not a bad movie either. No. That's not bad. Is it Kate Hudson again. Yeah. And then he does Tropic Thunder. Which is not a Can't, huge part no. from what I remember. But he was the but agent. He, he was, was funny. Still, yeah. yeah, he was funny. That's, I do
1: gotta, and, may, and maybe after we do your, so this is your outline that you outlined. I, I'm gonna have to, every once in a while, once we, once we get done, I'll pop in and, and say, but I kinda gotta come at you real quick. Because you are forgetting his, probably his biggest role ever, which is pre-96 which is um dazed and confused man oh yeah and that's what really started the whole cool guy thing. yeah
0: yeah that's yeah because he, he's played that I not mean, in every movie but l- like lately he's really
1: i'm sure the people out there that. listening right are like how did, he's not starting Didn't, with dazed no, and confused yeah. I'm, I'm i can already think of a few people we've met <laughs> so i think we should add that but um yeah let me say something also about the uh, fool's gold Listen, not the best movie, but Kate Hudson in a bikini almost the whole time, a majority, of, if I remember. Wow, that that, that was you great. You could do worse. And um, uh, Tropic Thunder, yeah, a small part, but yeah, but, but uh, yeah, I think that. But funny, but, yeah. but good, but
0: solid. A lot of people liked the movie, uh, and I think that you know, it, like you said, it wasn't a huge part, but I think it got his him kind of back on the scene after a couple movies that didn't do so great. Uh, in so. Just, just reading off some Nick of Cage movies here. After Ghost Rider, Bangkok Dangerous, Knowing, G Force, which was a uh, specially trained squad of guinea pigs. <laughs> stop it! No, it is is uh, <laughs> dispatched to stop a diabolical billionaire. What the fuck? So yeah, that's that movie. Uh, Bad Lieutenant, Astro Boy, two thousand ten. He does Sorcerer's Apprentice. Have you ever seen that one? Well, I saw about five minutes of it. That's what I want. I, I'm pretty sure we uh, went to theaters and saw that one. Ellen and I, maybe her sister was with us too. And we left that movie, and I, I, we were like just dying laughing. And it's it's not a comedy at all. It's supposed to be like somewhat serious, but he's just absolutely ridiculous. He has long hair. Where, he's a, he's a magician. Wears a cloak. He loves magic rolls. Yeah, that is that is true. He does love magic rolls. It's just it's just I, really strange. But that movie was awful. I think for
1: me, next and Ghost Rider I think at the time I passed off as, you know, that's just a bad. Everyone's got a bad. But I think it might have been Sorcerer's Apprentice was what
0: really put the
1: nail in the coffin for me. Where I said, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, Nick. It, Can't it's do over it. for it's, you. Man. Yeah, it's
0: over. It's done after that it's after 2010 when he *Sources Sorcerer's Apprentice it's like I mean he's that's om- that's probably the time where most of these movies he makes after just are straight to DVD or straight to Netflix like none of these are coming out in theaters run,
1: run through some of these for me I'm
0: uh, let's we'll see if I if I know what, what they are so we have Kick-Ass which was a pretty big movie
1: oh yeah he wasn't okay alright he wasn't awful so uh,
0: that that was probably so, his last maybe his last big role but he de- but I don't even I mean, don't he, he I haven't, wasn't even he I don't was, even know if I've seen it to be honest he was only in a little I heard it was really good but I don't think it oh, yeah. really was yeah he was uh what's
1: her name Chloe, Chloe uh, Moretz's dad he's oh, okay. a dad he had like a secret stash or something of guns it's, and stuff
0: It's on my list to see but I just haven't I yeah. just never okay. find it so he does Kick-Ass in 2010 he does a movie called Trespass. he does Ghost Rider 2 <laughs> he does <laughs> These are so in 2011 he did one, two, three. He did oh, no. five movies. Oh, no. Trustpass. In the same year? Yeah. Wow. Trustpass, Ghost Rider 2, Season of the Witch, Seeking Justice, and Drive Angry in one year. So, Drive Angry. Oh, my.
1: <laughs> you want to talk about so that's
0: So, 2011. Wow. I have another note here. I think 2011 is when the names of his movies got even worse than his acting in the movies and even worse than the actors. They're like, oh, what's he doing in this movie? Well, he's driving and he's angry. There's your title, Done. Drive Angry, let's go. Done. So, uh, 2012, Stolen. <laughs> 2013, uh, a movie called Joe, where his character's name? No. Joe. Oh, god damn. The Frozen Ground, The Crudes, which is a animated movie, Outcast, 2014, Left Behind in 2014. Have you heard of this one? mm That sounds like a post-apocalyptic zombie-ish. You're- you're right on track. There, a small group of survivors are left behind after millions of people suddenly vanish, and the world is plunged into chaos and destruction. Plot twist: He's on a they're on a plane, and and the people whole, just disappear uh, under like on 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 oh, Earth, oh. people just disappear, but they're on a plane. Okay, that actually sounds like it could be. Is it really bad? Uh, t- so on IMDb out of ten, what do you think? Uh, well, at this point, okay. his,
1: these movies that he's picking up at this point—I mean, it, there's no way it's over a five out of ten. No, three point one. Okay, that sounds about right.
0: So, and you know, I, I kind of feel bad for these people that he's with, like that are acting in these movies, because they're like, "Oh, I'll be with Nick Cage." You know, people will come out and see this movie, and I've never heard of any of these people that are in no. these movies. So, 2014, he does Outcast, Left Behind, Dying of the Light, Rage. 2015, The Runner, and a movie called Pay the Ghost. <laughs> Pay the Ghost is, uh, by the
1: way, one of those many Netflix movies that we mentioned before. (laughs) Can I tell you? Most of these are on Netflix. If you want to watch, go ahead. So, (laughs) Foshi, you know that I love my horror. Yes. Late night, you know how it goes. You're searching for Netflix. There's really not much on, but you know what genre you want to stay in. I obviously want to stay in horror. I've seen um, 90% of everything that's on Netflix that they have to offer us. So, eventually I'm like, okay, I'm going to you know, go into the, the Nick Cage realm because Pay the Ghost is under horror movies. <laughs> oh man. How long did you <sighs> make
0: it? How long did you make it?
1: I would say almost halfway through. The movie's not great, but here let me give you all a little a little taste of, of what made me turn off. So I'm not no spoiler alerts here, but the whole premise is is Nick Cage goes out with his son. During Halloween, there are, you know, festivities and his son somehow disappears. No one, Nick Cage is on a mission to find him back. But his wife's blaming him, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So the whole reason is Nick Cage has to act like he's incredibly sad, depressed, (laughs) but also believes in himself enough to get his son back and at the same time has to show his wife that not only is he right, he's not lying, but he's capable. That dynamic of a character
0: It's not as It's a little bit too Yeah m- so That's much. a stretch Yeah a stretch for him That's all I'm gonna say about <laughs> it Go out and check it out Uh, 2016 Another year Where he did Five movies What What, uh, I guess what so- were the what were, I just gotta know
1: What were the shooting lengths what, Were they like Hey Nick We need you for We get seven <laughs> You get a yeah. week
0: Like I don't know like most of these movies he's on the cover looking at the imdb so it's like i don't know if he was a big part in these but he had to have some major role if he's on the cover in the movie i almost
1: feel like it was part of his contract where he oh. said I, I only get 10 days
0: yeah well and i think i think it's one of those things like i said i think he had to do any yeah. script that came across his desk his agent was like yeah you have to do this the irs you know they they're stepping in you have to pay your taxes yeah you got to do it so he did movies the trust dog eat dog uss indianapolis men of courage army of one and apparently he was in Snowden, which I, that's the one with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I haven't seen, haven't it, seen it. But apparently Nick Cage has some part in it. Not sure how big it was. No. Uh, 2017, another movie, another year with five movies. That's back wait, to wait, back wait, years with five movies.
1: Was it back to back to ba- three in a row or two? Just two. And then what? Was, so uh, was it eleven that he did five? Yeah. So three out of. Three
0: out of six years were yeah. five movie years. Yep. What the? Fuck? And now these ones. So he did humanity, bur- humanity bureau. Mom and dad. Nope. Have you heard of the? Have you heard of the? No. The I, of that I haven't one? heard of literally the last eight movies that you said. So I saw this one. Uh, I think when I was looking up his IMDb, I saw this and was like, oh my god! A teenage girl and her little brother must survive a wild twenty-four hours during which a mass hysteria of unknown origins causes parents to violently turn on their own kids. So Nick Cage and his wife are trying to kill their own kids. Yeah, I can tell you that that's gonna be a, just a shit show right off the bat. Hey, 5 out of 5. 5.5 5. 5 out of 10. It's gotta be <laughs> decent. It's best rating he's gotten in a while. Uh, vengeance, a love story. Uh, that doesn't oh, go together no. at all. Oh. Arsenal, and this movie, the name of this movie might describe his acting career from 07 until now. <laughs> what is it? Inconceivable. <laughs> accurate. Uh 2018 he has done four movies. And I haven't seen any of them. Mandy, Looking Glass, 211, which he's wearing some goofy sunglasses. Bank heist movie in the vein of End, in, end of Watch meets Black Hawk Down. That's got to be good. Wait. So I guess it's it's like if you would put End of Watch and Black Hawk Down together, you're getting a bank heist movie with nick cage <laughs> i might have to find would, that one i, would, I would probably <laughs> would have to check that one out just to see just to see what happened and in 2010 he also did teen titans go to the movies he has oh, so that's like an animation though right yeah. yeah he has 10 upcoming projects listed on imdb right now The Cruise to <laughs> primal spider-man into the spider-verse which actually that movie looks pretty sweet it's yeah, like a cartoon yeah, too? Like the cartoon Spider-Man. Okay. It actually looks pretty good. So hey, at least he's doing voiceover work. That's easy. Yeah. That's good. That's Between good Worlds, Siberia, Kill Chain, Running with the Devil, A Score to Settle, Prisoners at the Ghostland and Grand Isle. So what? out of that, what is all that for? That's what he has upcoming. What? Well, there's only 4 months left in the year. Well, that's like uh any time between now and whenever, like this, the oh, Croods, just future. The, the Croods two is listed as twenty twenty. Oh, 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 okay. So wow. you know he could, he could he's still a decent, working. Yeah, he's trying. Okay, I mean he could get a decent paycheck off the Spider Man movie. It looks good. I've seen trailers for it already. It hey, does look a lot. It does look really interesting. I think a lot of people will go see that. The Croods will make money. Oh yeah, kids will, kids will love it. Yeah, I know. So I know people that watch the first one too. How many acting? uh Credits does he have on IMDb?
1: Man, that was gonna—that's literally was gonna be one of my next questions for you. I—he's got to be over fifty, way over fifty. Wow, that's embarrassing. How how much?
0: Ninety-eight. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that we started in ninety-seven, but uh I mean, most of those movies are probably from ninety-seven till now. He has just crank them out. Just, he, yeah, just—he's like, I guess, I guess maybe he's looking at looking at it this way. Like, if I make so many movies, something's got to hit one has to be at least decent or somebody will see these and be like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, 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 I'll give Nick Cage a shot. Maybe he'll get in something else. You know what? I feel like you got to respect it though because... Oh, the, the hustle is...
1: Well, I think that he embraced it and now I think you can officially say he's the definition of a check chasing actor. He's just oh, yeah. a check chaser. He's all about the paycheck and I feel like he's embraced it at this point since everyone in the world knows about his financial problems yeah. and what led him here and I think now he's just like, fuck it, I'm still rolling, man. Yeah.
0: So I can't well, him be, credit I mean, for that. He's getting something. I mean, he's got to yeah. be getting some kind of yeah. paycheck. So to put it into perspective, uh, like I said, Nick Cage is at 98 McConaughey acting, uh, credits 66. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to move, move your, your conversation too much, but can we, can we, I'm excited to hear the, the McConaughey side. Of yes. The yeah. Let's jump into it. So like I said, uh, 96, a time to kill. But like you said, he also did Days and confused in 93. Uh, so that, that you know that's two solid movies. Like I guess a Time to Kill. Yeah, I mean, Days and Confuse at the time was not big, right? But it has become oh, yeah, a cult a cult, yeah. cult classic. Iconic classic. So right? that's what a Time to Kill has McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Samuel L. Jackson, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Uh I mean, it's got Donald Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland. It's got a good uh a good cast. And I you know, he kind of went he was he was a lot more serious in that movie. It wasn't like he was yeah, It wasn't he like cool, a lawyer. Or yeah, something? he was a lawyer. Yeah. It wasn't like he was this cool, like you know, like he does now, or like he wasn't dazed and confused. Uh, so after that, like I said, he does lose a guy in ten days, rom com. Uh, he does in two thousand one. He does wedding planner with J Lo. Uh, he does some some stuff oh. in between, some small stuff though. Wedding planner, I love that. Uh, Sahara in two thousand five, based it's based off a book series. Uh, two thousand six, we are Marshall. Two thousand six, failure to launch. Two thousand eight Tropic Thunder. Uh, and I think you know that that's except like we said he wasn't a huge part in that movie, but it it's a good role. Yeah. Uh gets his face out there. Two thousand eight Fool's Gold, Kate Hudson. Did you uh, ever see Sahara by the way? I have not. It's
1: I have the, I, low, think key, I key have key kind of kind of cool, man.
0: I think I actually have the book at my house. I just I've never actually read it. Yeah. It's low uh, key, low key dope movie, by the way. I'll keep going. check it out. But yeah, he, he kind of starts off with a lot of rom coms. Uh, like you said, I guess Failure to Launch is more of a rom-com. Uh, Fool's yeah. Gold, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, yes. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yes. Like he starts off, and then 2011 he does Lincoln Lawyer, uh, which I know I've personally never seen, but I know a lot of people who have seen it. A lot of people love that movie. Well, I'll tell you right
1: now, the content is not my style. It's a little too boring for me, but he's great in it. And can I also, like, not to really jump out of his movies, but I rem- be sure to remind me that when we get done running through these movies, my backing for him as an actor.
0: Okay. I'm, I, as I'm running through this, I'm having thoughts. Okay. Keep going. So he does. I think 2011 when he does Lincoln Lawyer, that kind of uh make kind of jumps his career out of the rom coms. He does 2012. He does Mud. 2012. He does Magic Mike. 2013 does Dallas Buyers Club, which I, I we Ellen and I watched that movie. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was like one of the better movies that I'd seen when that came out. I thought he was really good. So, I, I that is one movie that I've seen with him that I was like he was actually really good in that movie. Okay, was, okay. So you know I, I'll give the, I'll give the man respect for he deserves Wait, it. Out of all the
1: movies that you just named, you're saying Dallas Buyers Club's the only one that you're giving him like acting well, credit. I mean for? he's
0: good in the other ones, but I think that one that is was a standout for you. I think Dallas Buyers Club's maybe his best movie.
1: Wow, you're saying he peaked at. Uh, Dallas
0: for him, for his acting I think yeah? it, it was but cuz it's like I mean he does Wolf of Wall Street which he's good in but he's not a huge part no but I it is any, it, it's an iconic yeah, role yeah, but yeah. I think it's one of those things where you know we'll, we'll get to that but I think we could put anybody in that role and it would be pretty solid almost oh okay not anybody all but, right okay uh Interstellar uh, I don't think it has to do with him being that good I think it's Nolan and just that movie is re- I really like that movie but I don't think he's great True Detective, I have not seen yet. It's on my list. After I finish uh, Lost, I'm jumping in True Detective. You gotta watch that I've one. heard it's incredible. It'll Season change one. your
1: view on them a little bit.
0: I heard it's really good. Uh, you know, and then he kind of... So, True Detective 2014, then he does uh, like some movies that I've never even heard of. All right, hit me. The Sea of Trees. No. F- I have heard of Free State of Jones, but I've never seen it. Oh, he yeah, was, saw that in theaters. Did you? Yeah. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That good, huh? Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that uh, <laughs> after when we get into the roles. He does uh, a movie called Kubo and the Two Strings. That okay. was a animated movie. He's voiceover. Okay. Uh, Sing. He does voiceover. Yeah. Uh, he does. I think these, the Lincoln commercials are on here in 2016. <laughs> Your favorite. He does. Um, oh, the movie gold Uh, doesn't have to do with. No, that's not, that's a different movie. He finds perspective. Prospector Desperate for a Lucky Break teams up with a similarly eager geologist and sets off on a journey to find gold in the uncharted jungle. Uh, And then he does... The last movie he came out with was The Dark Tower, which I heard the movie was trash and he was trash. I heard the only thing that was good about that movie was uh, the man himself, Idris Elba. I kind of wanted to see Dark Tower when it came out. It seemed like it was really good. It is based off of a Stephen King novel, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, that seems pretty interesting. It's got Idris Elba, McConaughey. The trailers looked pretty good, but then when that came out, I mean, it was on IMDb. It has a five point seven out of ten. That's not great. No,
1: I've actually, I have, I have yet to see that one. It's on my list, but yeah, I have heard nothing but negative things about that
0: whole entire project. So that's what, yeah, I heard it was just not good. Uh, Upcoming, he has Born to Run, The Billionaire's Vinegar. White Boy Rick, Serenity, Hmm. and The Beach Bum. So, I mean, he's... he's. So, The Beach Bum sounds exactly like a movie he would do. A rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life by his own rules. Moondog! And he plays Moondog, and he is starring opposite of Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg plays a character titled Lingerie. So, that's gotta... I mean, that's gotta be pretty solid. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... So he's, he's also had a weird, uh, just an interesting career. But I think that in 2008, Tropic Thunder, uh, and then Fool's Gold to a lesser degree, I think that's where he kind of jumped off. Then he does Lincoln Lawyer, Mud, Magic Mike, Wolf of Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club, True Detective, Interstellar. I think that, that's a pretty good run. I think so, that's kind of where people are. People liked him before, but I think after that, it's kind of where he just jumped up to where nobody really discusses him as as just as he's like oh yeah he's he's good. So you
1: think it's interesting? You think you think oh with with Fools Gold and Tropic Thunder? do You think that was the the jumping point for him as being like a certified star movie star?
0: I, I think he was good in the movies before, but I think he was a different like, like you said you said he did, he did a lot of rom coms. So I think with Tropic Thunder, Fools Gold, and maybe Lincoln Lawyers, where he jumps off, he kind of goes into a different direction, uh, does some does more he, just, he doesn't necessarily jump do the rom-coms anymore like he does Lincoln Lawyer Mud Magic Mike I I've, I've clearly never seen but uh I mean it's not that's more of a, a I guess not a rom-com but it's more like it's mm-hmm. not like a serious role Then he does Dallas Buyers Club which is a very serious role uh really good Interstellar is pretty serious so I think he kind of goes into a different uh a different avenue from the rom-coms to more serious type stuff Okay, I hear what you're saying. Um, Now, I
1: got to gotta throw this in there because this is going to be my backing for what I find. You know, at first I was kind of ragging on him for being not necessarily the best actor. But looking at the first set of movies here, I find it interesting looking at a list like this. it kind of switched it up, right? Like A Time to Kill is a serious lawyer-ish. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to a rom-com. Then he goes to like a survival slash action when Sahara back to a Con fail lunch then he switches completely up goes to uh sports and we are Marshall all the time starting off the career really jump starting the career with the stoner mm-hmm. um cool guy then going back to uh romcom for Fool's gold traffic Thunder so we got a mix of different yeah. things here now I do want to throw in a couple other uh movies that might alter the acting that that we we have off on this list uh first of all, I don't know if you've ever seen surfer dude that's so that, that's uh, no wait that's playing uh playing on the classic like uh, his Dazing a Fuse role okay he also was in 94 was in a, a chain, Texas Chainsaw Massacre spinoff or uh, one of the one of the spinoffs or one. something uh, I haven't personally seen all that it can only be interesting Angels in the Outfield by the way got a credit on here I don't remember really? him in that movie I did not remember him in but that he, movie he's anything. on here now there's a bunch of other movies too um like uh, I think Tiptoes there's um a Larger Than Life movie which is one with he's like a elephant trainer or something like that <laughs> two for the money with al pacino uh or uh yeah al pacino okay that that's an interesting one too U 571 did you ever see that they used to play that on tv a i long have not time but
0: i remember seeing it all the time i remember it's a big it's a big movie
1: and low-key man like oh two really in between this area that this timeline that i'm saying as far as switching roles goes from a straight goes for a straight action movie with the low key underrated Reign of Fire. Did you ever see that one? I have not seen Reign of Fire. Wow, he's like a drag. He's like a certified badass dragon hunter. Really? In medieval times, <laughs> dragon hunter. <laughs> wow. He you should watch. You would really like that
0: one. I'm looking at it now. It's got McConaughey, Christian Bale, yeah. Gerard Butler. That was
1: a big movie. I think that was his jumping off point. Honestly. I might have to, have
0: to see that. Yeah. And uh
1: man, I I think I saw that in theaters. Really? Yeah. I uh
0: wow, there's you know, looking at his list, pretty, pretty interesting for that first. He really switched it up. Well, yeah, he. That's what I think one thing he does well is that he, uh, he kind of jumps around from serious to rom com to, and I don't. He doesn't necessarily take the biggest role in the movie. Like Tropic Thunder, he wasn't a huge part. Wolf of Wall Street, he wasn't a huge part. I think he knows his his avenue pretty well. Yeah, and he just kind of slides in there. So. I I will give him credit for that. He does a lot of different things. Uh, like I said, from serious roles to rom coms to he did that sports movie. Uh, we are Marshall. Uh, Sahara is kind of a a serious role, but yeah. it's kind of like you know it's not like where he's playing. It's not like Lincoln Lawyer where he's serious the whole time. It's got it's it's got its it's it's moments.
1: Would you say? Would you say like, comparing it to maybe a you know basketball? Would like would you can com- would you say that? He's a role player in the sense that he knows his role, but that role is actually maybe like the number like on a basketball team he'd be like your number 2 guy. Like he's not going to yeah. be on the bottom end of the 5 that are out there. He's for sure majority of the time he's going to be number 1. Sometimes he'll be number 2, but when he's like the way that he actually plays as far as acting, he like knows as far as I can do that, I can can't do that. I don't can't think of too many movies where he's really really out of his yeah, realm. But th- that's the thing though, is because I think don't I don't know if people expected that necessarily cuz I think Dallas Buyers Club really really set some people up like, "Oh, I I know when I watched that, I was like, I didn't know that he could really get yeah. down like that serious kind Yeah, of
0: I thing. mean, that's yeah, that's why I think Dallas Buyers Club is a really good movie. And I think I to me, I think I mean, I clearly haven't seen every one of his movies, but out of the movies that I've seen from him, I think that is his best acting uh the best he's acted. I think in yeah. the movie it was so different from other things that I've seen from him, and it, I I just thought it was a great movie. But yeah, I think you're 100 percent right on the reference, the basketball reference. He knows if you're if your number one guy is off or isn't great, he can slide in and play that number one role. But he he knows his own role to where he's like, oh, I'm I'm with all these other guys. I can kind of play the backseat. Like when he was with in Wolf of Wall Street with Leo. Yeah. He's not going to be the number one guy, but he's like, I can take over this scene and dominate this one scene. And people are going to remember that. What is he in the movie for? Less than 10 minutes? Yeah. 15 15 minutes, the max.
1: It's almost like the coach is saying, Hey, we're playing Golden State tonight. We're going to need you to, we're going to let, we're going to let Fauché get a run tonight. But when you get the ball, I need you to go to work.
0: Yeah. Like, okay. Got you, coach. I, I, yeah, you're 100% right there. I think that's, that's the big thing is that he knows his role. He knows what he does well. And I don't think, like I said I, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I don't think he's taken movies like like opposite of Nick Cage. I don't think McConaughey has taken movies that have that are that are career killers. Yeah, he's taken movies that are maybe not great, but they're solid. The rom coms, you know, they they are what they are. He knows his role in the rom coms. He knows that he's kind of the cool guy, the he's funny a great guy. Women guy. like women fall in love with him. He's great looking too. So yeah, it's just I think he like like we've said before, he knows his role. He knows where to slide in. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything huge, and I, he hasn't done a career-killing movie. Now, maybe Dark Tower, the last movie he came out with. I I've heard it was bad, and I heard yeah. he was extraordinarily bad. I think the pro-
1: whole project kind of was so bad that it kind of took away the rap from him specifically. Yeah. But I'm interested. I want to check that out. I want to see if it's re- if he's really
0: bad. So uh, yeah, I think if if like if he does, if that movie is kind of his, where it's like that was bad. Like yeah, maybe. maybe people are going to start looking back and be like, maybe he wasn't as good. It wouldn't surprise me if mm. people were like, you know, dark tower. That's where it, mm. the slide from McConaughey happened. Okay. That's fair. But uh, that's, and that's the difference between him and Nick cage. I think that, uh, cage took some just career killing movies and it just, it, they was, it was over. And by the time we were like, man, what happened to him? He was, he was gone. Okay. So can we, I don't know how you feel about this, but,
1: can we can we i really want to talk about the thought of the big movies that both of us really like and being able in this alternate universe would it work would it not work i'm really interested to see what movies you pick and what your thoughts are i like
0: i don't i mean i i don't i don't know what what do you what are you thinking so i think before uh, one comment before, I think it's going to be easier for people to recognize like McConaughey and Nick Cage roles just because I think he's like a better, he can, he can slide into different roles. But like Nick Cage, everybody's like, oh, he's this goofy, just weirdo guy. But uh, Nick Cage, you know, he's, I don't really know if he's ever, like, he's never really done a rom-com. I mean, I don't know if like old Nick Cage, maybe early 2000s, he could have maybe pulled off a rom-com Maybe he's done one and we just haven't seen it, but yeah, that's probably. <laughs> that's I mean, probably I, what it is. I think he could do. Uh, you know, I could definitely see him not not to go from the rom coms, but like Sahara. You see, you see Nick Cage doing Sahara. Yeah, yeah, so, I, can see I think that. it's. I yeah, think sure. it's a solid starting point. Yeah, I but I think it. you could see uh, McConaughey like in any of these Nick Cage movies. Uh, I don't know. So Lord of War, I think McConaughey could slide in and be fine. It's kind of uh. He's that kind would of, be an interesting. It'd be um, interesting. I
1: think out of all the Nick Cage movies, that one might be the most interesting to see him being all badass. That's like you, like yeah. an actual you don't want to fuck with me yeah.
0: badass. So uh, I don't know. Could McC- so starting really early? Could McC- I don't think McConaughey could do Face Off. I think face off is that? Is just- Why. <sighs> I mean, it could just be because I've seen it a lot of times, and I just see Nick Cage. I just don't think like Nick Cage is—he's absolutely nuts in that movie. Like the things that he does in that yeah, movie with right. his face, like I just don't think see McConaughey like just being ridiculous with yeah. his face and like yeah, just. If you go on like Google and type in Nick Cage gifts, like, oh. most of them are probably gonna be from Face Off, where he's just yeah, it's like what no one knows what he's doing. <laughs> like I don't know, like when the director was like, yeah, just go act this scene, and he did this crazy shit with his face, and the guy was like, that's it, that's the scene. Like I just <laughs> I can't see McConaughey in that role. I gotta agree with you actually. You know I think about it? I think you're you're
1: dead on in that and one. And I
0: don't know, uh, it's
1: a little too wild for for Matt. Maybe he could do
0: Con Air. McConaughey, I I, I could see the he Con Air could do decent. Uh, it's just the nick cage hair in that movie it's i mean it's just it's just stellar he'll never be able to pull off the flow
1: no right that's but the thing the one thing that would allow him to pull off the character is because nick cage in that movie is so nonchalantly yeah. just like i'm just myself yeah, just, and yeah, just, just uh, yeah i mean i'll kill you if i have to but like it's whatever yeah that fits right up that's like matt McConaughey's wheelhouse yeah is just the all around chill, dude. No matter what you're doing, if you're fighting, if you're a convict on an airplane, or you're rom-comming the shit out of some women, if you're just cool hanging out, dude. That's it. It's right. Spot. So I could see that one. I'm with you on the face-off, Conair. The real question I have for you is, can Matt McConaughey pull off Gone in sixty seconds?
0: I don't. I think he's. I think he's too cool. Like I think he's like to the point where it's like Nick Cage is really cool and nonchalant in that movie, but I think if McConaughey was in that movie, I think it's it's like it's too much. It's like I don't know how to describe it besides besides that. It's like it's almost it doesn't make it's like, "Oh, I just expect this guy to do this stuff," you know. With Nick Cage yeah. it's kind of like it's unexpected. You don't expect him to be able to steal all these cars, do all this stuff. Yeah. With McConaughey it's like, "Oh, you know, this is the guy that's going to do that stuff." He's just—he's cool. He's calm. He's collected. When you see Nick Cage walking down the street in that movie, you're like, "Oh, this guy—you know—he could do something. He might not." and Then he steals all these cars. You're like, "All right, like that—this is that guy." So I—I I think that one it's got I think that one—I—I I don't think I could see McConaughey doing it. I—I—I I, I would de- like—I would
1: definitely watch it.
0: Yeah, just to see out, what see. what he brings to it.
1: But I almost would—I almost picture McConaughey fitting better into that as one of. The side guys Mm -hmm. under Nick Cage who's just like a quirky, cool dude that cracks a couple jokes every once in a while. So
0: I I think he would be, like if we're talking like a different, uh, a completely different franchise, like Fast and Furious, I I see like if uh, Nick Cage is like say like either Vin Diesel or Paul Walker's like role, I think uh, McConaughey would be the ludicrous role or Tyrese. No. No. The Asian dude. oh.
1: Yeah, he's maybe. Kind, yeah. He, that dude's the coolest Too guy cool. in the movie. Yeah, okay. He's the coolest guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because the other guys, I guess, are more like they're tech guys. But yeah, you're right. He they're be, like, we're gonna do all this crazy shit, and that that and Asian he's like, dude's always like, well, I mean, right. I'm eating a bag of chips. Yeah. Let's go. All cool. right, I'll hop in. Whatever. Uh, you know, what would be really interesting is to see, not necessarily We Are Marshall, but Nick Cage in any like sports movie. I would love to see that. I would love to see, and I think, I mean, it's got to be like, like a a Bad News Bears type where he's like drunk coach like who doesn't know what he's doing like i it it couldn't be like a serious movie i don't think because it would just be I, i don't think i just couldn't see it happen
1: now this might be a conversation for a whole nother podcast topic but i would love to see it just because i have my own theory and that is is it really as far as main actors go is there being a head coach of any sports movie really tough? Is it tough?
0: N- yeah. I don't, I don't know don't. if
1: it is. I don't know if that's the hardest yeah. role to pull off. No, I, I, I wouldn't think so. Maybe I'm underselling, but listen, I could go, we could go through sports movies and just co- like, maybe that's a whole other podcast. Is the coach actors, coach actors. I mean, listen, if you're going to have Kevin Bacon coaching a basketball movie, like,
0: I think Nick Cage could handle a football yeah. movie. Well, it's like, I mean, look at Costner. I mean, he's made, a, he's made a living, not to like completely just jump off topic, but he's made a living off yeah, sports movies. I just, it's I like, I, he's not... Is he, is he a great sports movie guy? No. No. But he knows his role. He knows how to he step in. Yeah. But I, I think one of the ultimate questions here is, if we put Matthew McConaughey in Ghost Rider, is it any better wow is it worse wow. I think that could be like the one of I think there's wow two or three questions ultimate questions when we're when we're talking about movies here wow. switching roles would that make that movie any better wow. any worse wow I just I, I know like the movie oh. was just it was complete shit like everyone involved was like like you said everybody involved should you know take a two month hiatus let's come back and just reconvene but uh, I, I don't know I love this. Might be the best question of the pod, but
1: would it be a better movie? I'm not quite sure. I think that, like I said, I th- I blame everyone involved. Yes. So I just think that was just a pile of dog shit. But would it be more entertaining? Yes, and let me tell you why. I would watch it just to see him and my girl Eva Mendez's <laughs> chemistry on scene in sure. scene. Because I'm telling you right now, when you talk about two act an actor and an actress and we're just talking a hard brick wall in between oh yeah i mean that is the most cringeworthy chemistry you could ever watch i'm telling you it would be mcconaughey would bring some flavor to it and i feel sorry for eva because i i personally you know i'm secretly in love with her but um yeah she got the shit end of the stick on that one yeah that was yeah now hold on now she wasn't great either though no that's why I blame the, everyone in the movie, but
0: but if she, just but, to see them too, yeah, I, I'm buying a ticket. If, if she's opposite of, I, I think Nick Cage like that was like he's by no means a great actor, but I think that he just showed up for a check. Yeah, so if you put McConaughey and Eva Mendes together, I think the chemistry is a lot better. Well, I already, think they play off each other a lot yeah. better. I I I mean, like you said, the movie was just completely, utterly terrible. But I think with with McConaughey. I think you have better chemistry. I think you have a better movie. Yeah. And I mean, listen, we've already talked, we already hit this. McConaughey's a rom-com killer. He's, yeah.
1: he, he's almost made for rom-com roles. Yes. Now, I I get what you're saying. Ghost Rider's not a rom-com. Turn it into one. Yeah.
0: Can, if you have those they, two, I think yeah. it could be totally different. Go group. for it, man. So, uh, another movie, or another, another switch. Hit me. If you put Nick Cage in... The Matthew McConaughey role mm. of the, of Wolf of Wall Street is it? Now I know McConaughey like I mean he hit it's like you're coming oh. to the plate bottom of the ninth you're down yeah you're down a couple runs yeah. you you hit a walk off grand slam it was I mean it memorable. I think Nick Cage it would have been a different role a different perspective, but I think he could have done maybe not as well but I think it still would have been decent.
1: You know my first instinct is to say yes but the more i think about it i think it's so great because mcconaughey was actually underacting i think he was being more of himself and laid back i i almost think that it wouldn't work because i i have a feeling that nick cage would just go too hard go 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 too crazy too wild and just kind of turn everybody off on the scene because it'd just be like
0: Oh, he went way over the So, so okay. yeah, it's like, they're like, okay, Nick, you got like 15 minutes of screen time and he just comes out guns blazing and it's just, it's over the top. There's That's two, what you're saying. Yes, because there's okay. two
1: things here. We got we to gotta really outline this because number one, McConaughey's a weird dude, right? Yes. But number two, there's drugs involved. Yes. Okay? Now, we know Nick Cage's past of drug movies where, you know, and those, from what I remember, those scenes are He when he does drugs in movies it goes from zero to 900 (laughs) you can't just have somebody that takes drugs and is like "Mm, okay yeah I'm numb and I'm feeling cool and I'm hanging like when Nick Cage does drugs it's like
0: let's fucking go yeah yeah, he's just ready to roll yeah yeah. so yeah yeah. the more you say I think you could be right I think it's but uh, it's just that specific type of drug crate weird guy yes now
1: if it was like this role is a business guy who makes 10 billion dollars and he's just fucking insane and he does whatever the fuck he wants and he just Tells people to go, you know, fuck off, and he calls
0: eight hundred girls at one time. and It's like, let's do this. Now we're talking, Nick Cage. So what then if I'm we, in? What if we have a? What if Nick Cage from Con Air with the slick back hair? I mean, imagine Nick Cage a As instead a of Leo, which is the slicked back, the long hair slicked back. I mean, that sounds that yeah. I think that would be awesome. I mean, I, but yeah, I think uh, it, it's. I mean, I don't know if there's any other movies we want to jump into. I mean, Sorcerer's Apprentice was dog shit from the beginning but i mean does mcconaughey make that any better i don't know i maybe him and uh well jay i don't know how to pronounce his last name the guy that's buddies with rogan here's one
1: here's one for you okay before i say this i'm going to say an automatic disqualifier okay because i don't think there should be any conversation for this one but we know that there are certain movies that nick cage could never literally ever do and and i'm talking about the magic mic's Mm -hmm. something along those lines right we already know that's not a question here's here's another question for you super young super young spaced out nick cage could he do daisy confused what would that be
0: like i i want to say yes i mean i think it would what about
1: what about somebody an overacting stoner role like he's nick cage somebody says you're a stoner and he just naturally overacts
0: would it be I think bad? That's, no, I don't think so. I think that's, I honestly now, like, I think that's what he needs to do. I think it would be, I think he could be, do that extremely well. Why, Why didn't he ever think, do
1: stoner movies?
0: I think that's what he's, like, In, in if I was, if Nick Cage was walking on the street and I walked up to him, that's exactly what I would expect. Like, I'm talking to Nick Cage and he's like, oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's just like, like, he can't say anything. He's just like a, like, Oh, what's up? Like it would be the exact person I would expect that he just walked out of a house and was like, he's wearing whatever he rolled out of bed in. He's just, I, I God, I think I think he would be awesome in that type of role. Be interesting, right? Yes, very. I love that that question.
1: The other thing that I'm thinking about is there's some serious movies on here that we said he he could not handle. Like he he could not handle Dallas Buyers.
0: No, no. Oh God, that would be a disaster.
1: He could. You you actually already said that you think he could fit in Interstellar though, which is interesting. Do you think so?
0: I I don't I, know if that I mean can I don't happen. know if it would be it would be a different movie. I, don't I think, think he could handle the script. He's just yeah. like, "Wait, what's happening?" Well, that's the thing. I think I don't I think he would be like, "Well, I don't know <laughs> if McConaughey had any idea what was going on. <laughs> he just lost the scene." But uh I think he would be it would be yeah, he would be like just totally lost and have no idea what to do or what to say. But yeah, I don't think McConaughey was great in that movie by any means. I think that was all Nolan and just it was just an awesome topic an awesome idea. But yeah, Nick Cage in that movie, it would be uh, I don't think it would be a disaster <laughs> because people are like, oh, it's Christopher Nolan. Like, it's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think it would be a, a just a totally different movie than what we actually saw. And my
1: last question for you, we hit on it for a second, but I, I really want to think about it, is take any of McConaughey's rom-coms, right? Like um, the, any, any of the ones with Kate Hudson mm-hmm. or I'm just going to go right off the, like a lot of people have seen The Wedding Planner because they play it on TV all the time with J-Lo, right? Yep. Now we asked, uh, uh, Nick, Age, maybe probably done a rom com at some point. We're not familiar with it. Is pl- plop him into the wedding planner, where I don't exactly remember, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it goes by standard rom com um, mm. yeah. agenda, which yeah. is somewhere along the lines of you meet cute girl through something, you already have something going on, but then you're torn, and something you get close to this person, then something happens to pull you apart, you get mad at each other, and then you come back, come back and it's a other, happy ending ended. with that formula. Could that work for any kind? Of, could Nick Cage fit into a formula like that?
0: I I think it depends on who he's what at, are the who outliers he's, who he's acting opposite. I think that's a huge thing. It's like who the J- girl he's with. Well, let's stick with J Lo. hey, because I got a early J Lo solid, yeah. solid actor. Yeah, I I think
1: uh, God, I I've I feel like really... that. I feel like whoever the actress would would just show him. it's you know what it is. It's almost like I'm gonna I'm always gonna bring him back to basketball, but it's almost like. When you got up, when you have your best, when you got James Harden, the best player in the world, but on defense you got to hide him. You, mm-hmm. you got he, he's yeah. playing like your three, the three whoever, whoever on their end, you know he's guarding their defender, yeah, basically. Because I'm telling you right now, if it's one on one and he's with any Kate Hudson, oh yeah, J-Lo, out of the water, Sandra B, yeah,
0: it's no contest. It's a it's a bloodbath. Yeah, so yeah, I think I mean I think he I think I think it depends on the role. Like I said, I don't remember the wedding planner, but I think if he's like. You know, not a soup like I just I think if I'm thinking of a classic rom com type of guy like, uh, I th- I think it would be I don't think it'd be great I don't think it'd be bad yeah I think if we went back like before he started doing all these dumb movies I think it it would be a solid <laughs> a solid box office rom com like rom coms aren't great yeah but I think if you you know plug him into some of these rom coms now I think oh you know Cool. Nick Cage is in it. He's starring opposite J-Lo. Yeah. Let's go for a date night. We'll do dinner and a movie. Yeah. Let's go see it. Okay. I really do think it would be, it would be, like, I mean, sure, there's some rom-coms that are, you know, really good movies. You watch them over and over again. You really like them. They're, but those, I mean, I think those type of rom-coms are so up and above an average rom-com. I think if you put Nick Cage opposite J-Lo in a rom-com type movie, I think it would be an average movie. Yeah. I think it'd okay. be a TV movie that right. you that would be on TNT and stuff like that. Okay, I mean, what, what I do you mean, think? Just, what do you think?
1: I think it'd be a bloodbath, man. I I don't I don't I don't think he can handle it. I mean,
0: I just so Nick Cage now or Nick Cage before he started doing these ridiculous movies. Like let's say well, Nick Cage. is here, here's the like, thing, National Treasure. Here's
1: type. well, uh, see what what my mind goes straight back to is Gone in sixty seconds. His relationship with Angelina, Angelina. And Jolie. I mean, fine, I guess, but yeah. that also was not a rom-com. That's no. just, there's a couple scenes, that's it. But can you picture that for a whole movie? I can't, yeah. I, I don't know. But I, last question, dead serious for you. And I, I, I got to hear this. What about plugging Nick into the Lincoln commercials? Oh, <laughs> could he do <laughs> the
0: Lincoln commercials? Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about- uh, He could uh, definitely do that. Oh, absolutely. I think I would love no to doubt. See that. I would love to see that. Yes. Lincoln, please uh, give this man- uh, he will probably on. take any type of money give to do him, a him. Shot. give him, give him a shot put him in a suit uh let him do a trust fall into a pool i put it on tv i think it'd be great be amazing let him sit let him drive a car and just make i mean some weird faces he doesn't have to talk just show the car show him driving yep. i think that would be awesome i think it would be huge i it needs to happen yeah, yeah. i would love to see that so yeah. lincoln like i said if you're uh, uh, if anybody in lincoln listens to this please take it up top, Let, let's get Nick Cage in some <laughs> commercials. Like I said, pay him. Hell, he might do it for a couple thousand dollars. Easy. You don't have to give him a lot. Easy. So what do you want to wrap it up with? I, I, I would say my, my... I know that I said last
1: question, a final thing, but I think a good thing maybe to go out on is what I would like to know is, we've talked a lot about a lot of movies, Foshi, today. I need to know, man. Off the top of your head, your favorite Nick Cage movie, boom, right now, go. What is it? First thing that comes to mind. Conair. Matt McConaughey, first one.
0: Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Okay, all
1: right. Okay,
0: I think both of those. I know Conair was a, was a, an old an old one, but I just think the the cast around him. It's a classic. Everything from that movie that has come, like all the gifts that that movie has given us. I mean, I mm-hmm. think it's it's just untouchable. Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, to me, it's by far McConaughey's best acting performance. Okay, I think he's on a totally different level in that movie. And I just think the topic was something that it was just something that I've never really seen before. And I just when I saw the first trailer, I was like, "Man, that looks pretty good." And then I watched it, and I was like, "That was actually really good." I think after I remember after seeing it, I was like, "That was by far his best performance." Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. So. uh, I mean what do you uh, what do you guys think out there tell us uh, if you think you would switch if there's any movies you would flip-flop Nick Cage Matthew McConaughey uh, if you would like to see this alternate universe uh, I know I would for sure love to see it uh, like would love to see my man Nick Cage uh, back on top making some some money making some good movies make see him back in theaters yeah and like we said before this was uh, originally a blog post check it out on but Uh let us know what you think and uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, my personal MoState314, the blog, and now the podcast Twitter is going to be going underscore off underscore topic and on Facebook, going off topic with Kyle Fauché. Uh, make sure to check it out. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us a like, a rating. Make sure to tell a friend. Keep coming back. We're going to have some good conversations. Also, shout out to Wizard Beats for the intro and the outro music. Uh, thanks for checking us out.